exactly what he spoke to me. In the middle of verse 26, it says, and I will cause. This is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. And he spoke to me concerning 2012. He said, there will be showers of blessing. Now, that's what I am seeing in the word, that it is in the Bible. It's what he can do, and he's what he does do. And what you need to do is you need to see that right there. There shall be showers of blessing. Now, how many know when it rains, it just doesn't rain in, when it rains, it doesn't rain over the whole world. It rains where the clouds are and where the water falls, right? So, have you ever been out, you know, walking around and everything, and you've seen the clouds out there, and you've seen it raining? Okay. And the only way you're going to get to that rain is to go over there and get where the cloud is, where the rain's coming down, where the showers are, to be experienced that, right? So, you have to get to the place to experience the showers. It was, it's not automatic. We're just raining all over the nation. Okay, the, you know, the weatherman comes on, whatever channel you watch, and he says, oh, we have rain for the nation. See, we don't have to do state. It's, we, it rains for the nation. Okay, it's going to be hot for the nation. It's going to be cloudy for the nation. It's going to be sunny for the, and it's not about that, is it? There are places where the showers are going to be coming down. Now, what that what the Lord has shown me is this, is that there are going to be showers of blessings, but our position in here, where you position yourself, will determine if you're under the shower or not. If you're under the shower, it will be. Hallelujah! It is going to be raining in here. It will be raining. Showers of blessings for the year 2012 will be flowing in here. Every time we gather together, every time I walk in this place, I know that the showers of blessings are going to be coming up high, just flowing, and that it's my place to get under the shower, to position myself under the shower. This is something you need to understand, because what happens is is, is we just we're just waiting... In our seats or in our chair or at our job or at our work and waiting for God to do something. And everything about the kingdom of God is, is you better take a step forward and go into. If you don't go into, you ain't getting nothing. Everything in the kingdom of God, everything is about going into. If you don't do something, you're not going to get anything. That whole principle of faith is going into, operating, getting, moving, moving, not standing there waiting for God to do something. That you're not going to, that's what we've been doing for years, and it isn't working. We're not showing a picture of the blessed man or woman of God. We're showing a picture of the, a man or woman that's just full of frustration and agitation and, 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 and we, we can't figure out this and why is this happening? How come this? And we've been going to church for years and we're, we're, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why this is happening. And we're doing the why, how comes, why, how comes. But the honest truth is you know exactly why. You know your life. You know your life. You know your life. You know what you've been doing or not doing. Amen? 
And it's our, our responsibility to take responsibility. Amen? It's our responsibility to take responsibility. So I'm choosing to follow what this word says. I'm choosing to be obedient to it and, and accept everything in here. Amen? So it says that the showers of blessings are mine. They are going to be coming. They're going to be flowing. And I'm going to get underneath those showers. And I'm going to experience everything that God has for me. Now, it's just not in this place. I'm talking about us as a corporate body right now. But as you go out there in our light, in our salt, those showers of blessings are going to be going. The key is position position yourself in the shower. Man, take showers at work. Take showers in your home. Take showers. Listen, I'm serious. This is something. I see it. I see it. I want you to see it. I want you to, if you have to, tonight or tomorrow, whatever, get under that shower and just just experience that. Experience the shower. Okay, all right, that feels good. All right, good. All right, shower. But you got to get in there or you're going to get wet. Amen? Amen? Go to Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. I'm ready, 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 ready. I'm ready. Woo. Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will bless you. I'll make your name great and you'll be a blessing. I will bless you and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless you and you'll be a blessing. I will bless you and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless you and you'll be a blessing. Is this what God said? Okay, I will bless you. Well, he said he's going to. Wait, Abraham's gone. It's already happened. He's been blessed and he's a blessing. Amen. He's been blessed and he's a blessing. Now go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3 verse 8 says this, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. That's us. Amen. Unless you're Jewish. Right? Then you're a Messianic Jew. Not a messed up Jew. Messianic. Justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abram, Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations, everybody say all the nations, shall be blessed. Man. All the nations. See, remember, Abraham, he's not a Jew. You understand that? Abraham's Abraham. That's who he is. And as he continued his walk of faith, his beginning is the beginning of the spiritual race of God, the spiritual people of God. Remember, he had, he had other kids. He had other family members. But there was a specific group that stayed a part of his family. Amen? That were, were, were counted to righteousness. They were the ones that were called God's people, God's family, 
who became the Hebrews, then into Israel. Amen? And Israel didn't even start till in the midst of Egypt when they're delivered. And most people don't even think about that. There was no nation of Israel. Do you understand that? Remember, they, the, the, the story ends up with them all in, in uh, Egypt with Joseph, and they're all living in Egypt. And what's happening? They're prospering. They're being blessed. They're increasing and increasing and increasing till the, the Egyptians look at this and say, uh-oh, but we know who influenced Egypt, don't we? The devil. And so what uh, the, the enemy did is he influenced the evil Egyptian people because they didn't serve God. And he got them to put slavery or bondage to Israel, the group of people, the 12 tribes. And then once they were delivered, they became Israel. They became the people, God's people. And, and of course, they were God's people beforehand, but there was no nation until that took place. So, see, you're looking at something, you recognize, okay, so my responsibility is to focus in on Abraham. That's my complete responsibility of the faith. Focus in on Abraham. Now, the lives of the people are examples, but Abraham's the key. I'm not blessed with believing Israel. Are you? No. You're not, you're not given the covenant by, by Jacob or, or anybody else but Abraham. Now, of course, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it went through that lineage. Each one had to be faithful. Each one had to continue on in the, the commands of God and follow through. But it's all because of Abraham. Abraham's the key. Amen? Abraham's the key. So look at Galatians again. Look at verse um, um, 9. So then those who are of faith, are you of faith? Do you believe in Jesus? Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. It's your covenant. It's your blessing. It belongs to you. Now, what's up? The issue with people is this, is we have a religious definition of that word. We've been told what it means by religious people for so long that we're afraid to walk in Abraham's blessings. We're, 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 we're not aggressive enough to look at the life of Abraham and see what happened in his life. Because if God said, I'll bless you, his life is going to represent that blessing. We're, we're, we're not aggressive enough to see the blessing move into each person that believed. We don't look at that. We listen to what religious people have to say that have got mad at God, got mad at the Bible, got in a place where they couldn't figure it out, so they started making up their own ways. And we've accepted that. And you know what that is called? It's called, if it doesn't happen to me, I don't believe it. And that's most Christians on planet Earth right now. If it doesn't happen to me, I don't believe it. So what happens? Well, we give God a try. We see it this, well, maybe this. I'll give this a try. And, and everything about God is, is you believe or not. So we've got to connect to the belief. We've got to recognize our responsibility of what the Word of God says. I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. You've got to believe it, people. You've got to believe this. You've got to believe that you are blessed with believing Abraham. You're blessed with believing Abraham. Oh, man. Look at verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Why? 
He became a curse for us. If you would just study this stuff out. I mean, here we have, I've been delivered from the curse. Wouldn't it take, wouldn't common sense say, what's the curse? And let me find out what that curse is. Because if I've been redeemed from it, in other words, I'm not going to be a part of it. I, nothing of that curse is supposed to come upon me. Nothing about that curse is going to get around me because I've been redeemed from it. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it just use common sense to say, what is that curse? Right? And then you start reading the curse, you're going, my gosh, I'm glad I'm not a part of that. Wouldn't you? But wait a minute. If it's all about the negatives, the sickness, the disease, and poverty and everything, then what's the opposite side? If I've been redeemed from that, shouldn't I be getting something else? Exactly. That's exactly right. You guys are going to have to get an attitude all right? Every one of you. Even you, you know, I don't want to do nothing. You have to change. You are. You're going to have to look at this thing in a different manner. Now, I'm not telling you you have to start punching people on the shoulder and go, ah, you know, like that. But what I'm saying is you're going to have to get aggressive in your own personal life about this word. No more messing around with this. No more just going through every day, you know, being being dead in bondage of religion, but living this life the way Jesus came to give it. I have come. I have come. I mean, I'm going to honor him. I'm going to honor my Lord. I'm going to make sure that, that I make sure that I'm doing what he came here for. And that is living life and life abundantly. And that's what he said he came. I have come to give them life and life more abundantly. That life is lived in the blessing. It's lived in the blessing. And our responsibility is to accept the blessing in our life. So whatever's happened in your past, let it go. Forget about it. Don't even let this stuff back here get anywhere near you from this point on. We are the blessed. Amen. We've been redeemed. We're the blessed. Jesus redeemed us. Verse 14, why did he redeem me? That I could live a mediocre life. Because I'm a Gentile. Because that's what the church has been preaching. I'm not supposed to have anything. I'm not supposed to be healthy. I'm not supposed to be rich. I'm not supposed to. Okay, what are you supposed to be? Because... From my calculations, everything about every person's life in here is about trying to make more money, trying to get better things. So why don't we just all give up and obey God and become poor? Why not? Let's all be obedient to God and all be in debt and poverty. Oh. Now, we don't want to do that, do we? We want to do that, that line that says... I don't even know what it says. I don't even want to go that way anymore. I want to get back in the blessing. Just the blessing, amen? I don't care about that. I want the blessing. You're going to have to want it with me. Now, we're going to see in the Bible, this this is exactly what God's about. The blessing. I mean, look what he does. He comes up, he sees the person he wants, and the first thing he says is, I've got a special place for you, I'm going to bless you. That's, That's what he says. I'm going to bless you. 
Exactly what he did to Adam and Eve. Gave them the power and authority. You're blessed. It's all yours. It's all yours. That's what he's about. That's the nature of God. Woo! Praise God. Look at Ephesians chapter... Oh, no, we don't need to go there. Um, go to Second Peter. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians one thirteen is what we said on Wednesday night. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, not some, all spiritual blessings. Second Peter chapter one verse two says, "Grace and peace, grace and peace, shalom, be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us, has given to us." Is that past tense? Yeah, it's already done has given to us all things, everybody say all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us, by which having been given, we have already been given. It's already been given to us. It's already been given to us 2,000 years ago. All right, so it's already been given to us. Theirs is, it's already been given to them. Us, it's it's already been given. Long time ago. Amen? Already been given to us. What? Exceedingly great and precious promises. Right? Ain't no one promise, you'll go to heaven. Promises. Amen? That through these, one, one, more than one, through these, you may be partakers of his divine nature. You want to walk in God's world? Huh? You want to walk in God's world? You want to partake, be a part of his, his God presence? then you're going to have the blessing operating. The blessing has to be a part of your life. The blessing has to be coming in and out of you. That's the only way you're going to live a successful supernatural life is to get the blessing on you. It's the only way. It's the only way. Only. You know what gets people out there and going doing wrong things? is because they're not focused in on the blessing. They're not focused in on all the goodness and all what God has for them in the blessing. They're too busy going, just, you know, you're stumbling around here, getting out here. You know why you're getting out here doing all this thing? Because literally you're still trying to get something. You're, t- you're still trying to get something. You're still trying to make money, make a deal, make this, make that. Everybody's always trying to position everybody, even poor people position. Everybody positions for money. Everybody. I mean, all you need is one relative to win a lottery. You all position. I don't care how much you hate them. You all position. Uncle Bobby, I know I haven't talked to you in 10 years. I just wanted to know that I love you. Everybody's going to position. Everybody positions. Everybody positions. My responsibility in my life and to help you is to recognize 
that we got a position in the blessing. And that will always put us in position. Always. In all things, we will prosper. In all things. Do you understand what I'm saying? All things. All things. I got to get this to you. Got to get hold of this. And and listen, I'm not going to make apology if it sounds like I'm talking about finances being rich, because I'm I'm fed up with that garbage. Because I can tell you right now, you ain't gonna help an orphan. You ain't gonna help a poor person. You ain't gonna help nobody without money. So I ain't going that way. I'm not gonna excuse myself away from that. But hey, you know, we're not just talking about dollars. We're talking about everything in life. Everything in life's about money. You ain't going to even feed your family. You ain't going to do nothing in life without it. And when you don't have it, you know you're called a third world country starving to death with diseases. Yes or no? Bring in money. What do you have? Answers. So I'm not going to apologize for this. You got to understand what this is about. It's not about loving it. No, our hearts are right. It's not about loving it. It's about doing what we should be doing, and that's owning over it, lording over it, stewarding over it, being in a position of authority. It not running me, I'm running it. You hear what I'm saying? You knock out this religious mindset. You know, the only people that have an argument and fight with this is the ones that don't have it. And how many times have you been able to help anybody? You can't even help your own bills, your own kids, your own family. You can't even stay faithful to promises. When you sign on the dotted line, you don't pay back. You have to end up in in bankruptcies and, and I can't pay and I can't pay. You're the ones that argue about giving. You're the ones that are mad about talking about this stuff. I'm not talking about anybody in here. I'm getting it out for the, the CD. You know what I'm saying? Y'all with me on this? All I know is in the Bible, I've watched a few people scream about money. And one screamed the loudest, and his name was Judas. And he stole. I'm just saying what the Bible says. People that give don't have a problem hearing this. People that don't give have an issue. I'm going to set you free. Just all I'm going to do. I'm going to set you free. It's time to quit running. It's time to get holy. Let the showers of the blessing come upon your life. And for you to never walk in any other life but this one. Then you're going to see how impact is. Then you will finally see what impact. Then you'll finally see what freedom is. Freedom isn't turning and churning inside because bills aren't paid. Freedom is bills are paid. Freedom is having, getting your paycheck and knowing that last paycheck is still in the bank. That's freedom. You can't tell me that's not freedom. You know it is. Freedom is the ability to choose a vacation outside of city limits. You know that's true. Come on. I'm talking to a couple of you in here. Huh? Isn't it true? Freedom. Say freedom. Oh, it's a good word, isn't it? Isn't that a good word? Oh, man. I want you free. How come? Because my Lord and Savior 
died for you to be free. He who the Son sets free, free indeed. Well, are you free, though? Because if free indeed, indeed means it's a done deal. I want you free. Not struggling and fighting out there for that, that 25 cent raise. We are crying over, you know, 30 cent cost of living raise and freaking out if you don't get it. That's not freedom. Not freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am God's blessed child. Blessings are upon my life. I am blessed. I will bless. I am blessed. I will bless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me give you an example. Go to Genesis chapter 30. Give you an example of the blessing, because again, I, I know you guys know all this stuff, but we still need to see it. Amen? It's always good to see it, don't you agree? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You know, you're gonna be you're gonna be walking in this, you're gonna be so wet. Showers. You're gonna be so wet that when your boss goes, calls you in and says, We're gonna give you five dollars more an hour raise, you ain't gonna freak out. You're not gonna go, what? You're gonna go, thank you. Why aren't you excited? Well, yeah, I'm excited. That's a really nice idea. No, that's what the blessing. The blessing is it's it's already expectation. It's not it's not a fantasy. It's not uh, I hope something happens. You expect it. You're not listen. You're not ungrateful, but you come from him. You want to go all gaga? Go gaga over him. Amen. It's fine. You know. You, you, hey. You know. Thank him. Praise God. You know. Oh, don't say praise God, but you know. Thank your boss, and I appreciate it. You know. Whatever. But go gaga to God. Go gaga to your daddy, daddy, yes, oh God, daddy. Go crazy then, all right? But don't be crazy to the man or the woman, amen? Whoever your boss is. Are y'all with me? Expectation, say it. Come on, believe it. Believe it with me. This is something where you, you've got to, you, some of you got to force yourself to start speaking this way. Make it come out. Listen, the devil isn't going to play fair out there, and a lot of you know this. He doesn't He's not playing. It's time for the army of God to get up. Quit messing around. Fight to the finish. Amen? Fight to the finish. We don't stop. We fight to the finish. Fight the good fight of faith. It didn't say fight one battle and it's all over with. You gotta fight this thing. Whatever you're dealing, whatever you're battling with, you gotta recognize it's a fight. Fight's all is it something one time. You gotta every to fight it. If the battle's still going on, fight it. Give it a right, give it a left, you know, knee it, do something, but fight it. Fight and don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. 
You want to stop fighting? Then you, you're giving up for the enemy. You're giving up for the world system. You're giving up for everything it has. And it is ugly, evil, death, destruction. You fight, fight, fight. They say uh, when you see um, teachings on, on uh, women's self-defense, they say you don't stop fighting. I mean, if you on your back, you kicking. You don't stop fighting. You fight, fight, fight. I don't know. Maybe some of you are on your backs right now. Maybe you know someone that are on backs right now. You got to help them. Don't stop fighting. Don't let back and just accept it. You fight, kick, punch, poke, scratch, pull the hair. You're not fighting fair. I'm fighting to win. What are you doing? What are you kidding? Are you kidding me? There is no fair fight. It's win, and that's the fair one. Oh, my gosh. I remember people saying stuff like that. Yeah, but he fought, and he was pulling the guy's hair. What a woman. You know, saying all, you know, because because a guy, you know, pulled a guy's hair. And, 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 and you're thinking, are you kidding me? Before we fight each other, let's make sure we fight fairly. Anybody, you ever been in a fight in your whole life? Anybody in here ever been in a fight? You know it didn't work that way. It wasn't even like you're going, boy, I sure want to fight. Oh, I mean, some of you might have been that way. Instigators. Verse 27, chapter 30, it says this. And Laban said to... uh, Now, this is... Jacob, and this is very important to to see the life that takes place for them. But Laban says, and this is very important to look, he says, Jacob's wanting to go, by the way. He's wanting to leave Laban because Laban's really screwed him over. And he's really a nice, he's not a nice guy at all. Uh, you need to understand this. Laban's actually, a, he's a rotten scoundrel. That's a good word, rotten scoundrel. Just a conniver. Not fair, just total selfish person. Please stay, Jacob. I know I've cheated, I've lied to you, I've done everything to really destroy your life. Please stay. If I've found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. That's serious. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This guy doesn't deserve a blessing. Not one. But because there's a man of God that's blessed, that blessing is impacting those he has connection with, that companies with. That's why in your jobs you have the expectation of increase. If you're not, listen, this is, this is the trap. That most of you, none of you in here, most of you fall in. You get in the trap of complaining, of whining, of throwing fits at the job you work at. 
you get in that trap of getting around other employees that are complaining, other employees that are just all mad and they don't do this and they don't do that, and, and you just get all connected in that trap. You are losing your ability for increase. Right out of here. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Do not talk trash with trash talkers. Amen? Do not get, and if you're one of them, you better stop it, stop it now. Stop it. You might have in the past, we already, listen, we said the past, that's it, it's done over it. So right now, y'all in here are the best employees in the world, or employers. Either way, no more trash talking. We're not going to get involved in this any longer, right? We're not going to get around those people. We're going to politely dismiss ourselves. Amen? The instant they start going, you're going to go, oh, excuse me, i got to go. Where are you going? I, I just got to go and, and run. Do whatever. Do what's necessary not to allow yourself to engage in that. It's so easy to because you've been looking at the past. That's the only way you can complain. Thank you, that one clapping for me. Appreciate that. Are you guys hearing me? No, listen. Listen how everybody complains. Everybody complains because of the past. I'm not getting, I didn't get, I didn't have. Everything's about that. We don't live the past. We're, we're framing our worlds. Our, our words, our mouth, our expectation. We're, we know. It doesn't matter what everybody says. It matters this. I know what happened to Laban. Laban's begging Jacob not to leave because Laban has experienced the blessing of God because Jacob's there. And God's blessing is going to come wherever you're at. Woo! The blessing. You're, you're walking blessing. You've got to see it. Are y'all with me? Look at verse 30. He says this. For what you had before I came was little. <laughs> My gosh. Go, Jacob. I'm not telling you go, Jacob. I mean, stay in church. Go, Jacob. <laughs> The Lord has blessed you. What I had, what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. When I came, you had a little, and it's increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you. See, Laban's mean. He's a liar and a deceiver. But what did that mean, lying, deceiving, scoundrel do? Hired Jacob. See, you got some meaning scoundrel. Amen? You got mean scoundrel bosses, but they hired you. Right? You got tightwad bosses, but they hired you. Y'all with me? Don't you look at me that way, girls. Now, 
Now, you guys listening? Are you hearing? They hired you. That means increase. Increase. You see, a lot of this hasn't been happening because that's not our expectation. But that's changed. It's our expectation. This is God's word. This is what the blessing does. It brings increase. God says, you'll be a blessing. The blessing will produce the blessing. Amen? Oh, my gosh. God blessed Laban. Not you. God blessed him. Did you see that? For what you had before was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when... When shall I also provide for my own house? He's saying, listen, it's time for me now to do my thing. I've been here long enough. You got blessed. You had a tiny bit. Now you got a whole bunch. Man, just enjoy what you got now. Because it's it's quadruple what you had. But see, he's selfish. He's he's just wanting that. He's money trained, man. Keep that money trained here. And Jacob's going, no, I got to go and do my thing now. We gotta go and get my family, and we gotta get into what God's called us to do. I can't hang out here. Are y'all with me? So the blessing, the blessing, go to chapter 39. Joseph. I could go over so many different scriptures. These are just the ones I picked. Chapter 39, verse 5. Thank you, Jesus. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Whose house? Man, this Egyptian he ain't praising God. He ain't worshiping God. He don't even believe in God. <laughs> See, this is the issue. My boss not a Christian. That's why we're cursed. Come on now. You know what religion's taught you? My, ble- my, my boss is this, my boss does that, my boss. And when you get focused in on that, you get ugly inside. I've seen it happen. Who cares what your boss does? As long as he's not making you do it. And no boss can do that. Do you understand that? I mean, you can't. That's a lawsuit. He's a drunk. He's trying to make me a drunk. No, he can't. You know, not unless you, you know, you, you, you're an alcohol taster at your job. No, I mean, you can't do that. I mean, you can't. You understand? My, my boss is a pervert. My boss is this. Whatever. That's what he is. But the Lord will bless him if you walk in the blessing. And pretty soon he can start looking at you and recognize it because of you. And pretty soon it's going to say, it's because of God. he get his life straightened out. Amen. He'll get his life straightened out. Woo! Amen? Now, we're talking about employer-employee. We're talking about, this is a job. They went in and they, they, they filled out their application. They got hired. Y'all, they, I mean, you just can't go look for a fish on the card or a fish you know, on their sign. I can only work for Christians. I'll tell you right now, don't even do that. They'll rip you off worse than anybody. Stay away from any fish sign, okay? Stay away from them. And if you have a business with a fish sign, don't get mad at me. 
I'm not talking about you. Okay? If you want to put a fish on your card, whatever. All I'm saying is, is, is you ain't get ripped off until a Christian ripped you off. Hallelujah. Amen. No, there, I mean, there are some good, I don't know them, but there are some good, no, there's some good Christian business out there where people are Christian. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 10. Nothing wrong with the Christian business. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying Proverbs chapter 10. I'd rather you have a business than you're a Christian. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with that? If it's your business, you're a Christian. It's just easier, I think. You do all that Christian stuff and you turn it into like a, it's a Christian. You just, it just don't work. Be the Christian. All right? But don't try to make the business the Christian. That'll help you. I couldn't leave it alone. I just, in 25 years, there's just too many freaky people out there with fish lines. And sometimes you just got to make a stand and say, enough's enough. Amen? Verse 22, I know this doesn't say what it's saying, and we can water it down and try to make it say everything else, because, my goodness, it can't mean this. But it does. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Say it with me. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, wealthy, prosperous. Are you guys reading the Bible? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe this is God's Word? Do you believe that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved? Does believing on Jesus, does believing on Jesus and salvation make you a Christian? Yes, why? Because that's what the Bible teaches, right? So if I receive Jesus as the Lord, what am I? And am I saved or not? Why? Because the Bible says so. All right, now that we settled that point, let's read the Bible again. The blessings of the Lord makes one, makes one, makes one. Receiving Jesus makes one. Saved. Now you're money-minded. Now i got to cast the money demon out of you. That's all money, money, money. Accepting Jesus makes one saved. Accepting Jesus makes one. The blessing of the Lord makes one. The blessing of the Lord makes one. Makes one. Makes one. Makes one. Makes one. It's very simple when you use it that, I mean, when you look at it. This is what the Bible teaches. I'm not going to fight it. I already, I, already, I already proved my point. If you don't have anything, how are you going to be a blessing? How are you going to be able to help? How are you going to be able to do anything? There's people out there that need help. How, what do you, I hope you get help. That's never helped anyone. Hope, hope, I hope you don't get starving no more. I hope, I hope you can feed. I hope you eat tonight. How is that helping anyone? 
Oh, look, you don't have any clothes on and it's below freezing. I hope you get warm. I hope clothes get on you. I hope you get some clothes. That's what religious people are doing. Because we're too afraid to believe God's word. Cast that religious junk out of you. Religion hung Jesus on the cross. Religion did. Not the Jews, not, not the Romans. Religion. Religion. Amen? Never forget that. Religion is what attacked Jesus. Religion is what went against him. Religion is what attacked him. Religion is what came up against him. Religion is what was screaming and, and, and gnashing their teeth. Religion. Religion was the one that says. <coughs> Religion is the one that says. They're wasting that money. Don't waste that money. We can take that money and give it to the poor. That was religion. Religion said that. Not Jesus. Jesus didn't say that. Just so everybody understands that. The blessings of the Lord make one. And he adds no sorrow. No sorrow with it. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to get this. Get hold of this. Get hold of this. Amen. Get a little blessing. It's going to do some great things in your life. Think about the ability to have more than enough. Think about not having to, you know, figure out, okay, I got to eat. I can do this. Okay, I can give this. Think about not even having to do that. Just write. I'll impact those orphans. I'll impact the needy. I'll impact those that need some rent taken care of. Think about this. Think about being rich. That's what the blessing will make you. The ability to truly impact. I'm, I'm, right now, y'all know this. Y'all know when you're, you, you have lag and debt and poverty, who are you helping? You just barely got through Christmas. And most of you went through Christmas and you're not even happy about it. You wish you could have done more for your kids. You could wish you could have done more for your family. You wish you could have had a house to be in instead of someone else's house. Now you prove that that's a blessing. And that's God's best. It's a religious lie. And kick the religious lie out of the house. Amen? Now, chapter 11, verse 11. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. That word exalted means even the cities are at a high place of success. When we're walking in the blessings, it'll bless our city. You want your city blessed or not? I do. I'm going to walk in this blessing, are you? I'm going to walk in this. This is the blessing. Okay. I'm going to give you seven positions for the showers. Amen? The shower of the blessings, I'm going to give you seven positions to be in. Number one is the position of dominion. Okay. Position of dominion is exactly what I've been talking about. It belongs to you already. It's yours. That is your dominion. That is your right. It belongs to you. It is God's will for your life. He blesses you through Abraham. 
So first and foremost, you've got to understand it belongs to you. It's yours. You've already been blessed. Say, I have already been blessed. I am blessed. That's the word, okay? Number two, the position of obedience. Position of obedience. Deuteronomy 28. Verse 1 says, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey, if you are obedient to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his words, his commands, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. How high? High above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you. And notice the next verse, the next words, and overtake you. The blessings are never just for your little own care or just for your own little self, or just for your own little need. The blessings of God is always abundantly and beyond. He says, I'll bless you and you will be a blessing. I am blessed, I will bless. I am blessed, I will bless. I am blessed, I will bless. My concept of life is I will be a blessing. I will bless. I will bless. I will bless. Everything in life, you need to get a mind frame of I will bless. Why? Because you're blessed. I'm going to tell you what, this is the Christian mind frame right now. When I get the blessing, then I'll bless. That's the way most Christians operate. They're waiting for God to do something before they'll do something. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to bless. Why? Because I'm already blessed. The Bible already made it clear I'm blessed. See, if I don't start operating what I already have, I'm not going to walk in it. It already belongs to me. I'm already blessed. Those that come on Wednesday night, you're you're getting (coughs) getting hold of what the Word says about you. It's already you. It's already what the, the Word's telling you who you are. So you see yourself in a different way. Once you start realizing this is you, you start acting, being different. But if you're waiting for something, it ain't coming. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to come. Why? Because it's already been given to you. You're waiting for something you already have. Quit waiting for healing. You already have healing. Quit waiting for prosperity. You already have it. He became poor already that you might be, that you might be rich. And no, that's not spiritual riches. That's, that's a lie. In the Greek, it's wealthy. It's money. It's prosperity. Jesus became poor. Well, what was he in heaven? They made streets out of gold, not black tops. No, did, did he? I mean, stuff in heaven is like gold and pearls and, and, and everything. I mean, think about the Bible. Can we do that? Can we use the Bible in here? Think about the Bible. Let me explain to you about God. When God said, I want you to build me an ark. People, do you have any clue what the ark was built of? I mean, how it was created, it's just filled with gold and, and precious stone. And then he says, I want the priest. What does he do with the priest? He puts precious, the priest was worth millions of dollars just on what they're wearing, each one, millions. God said, do that. God said, 
Now, if God's not about all this stuff and that's all just superficial, then why is he doing it? He's trying to show you that it ain't a thing. It ain't nothing. Say nothing. If he can make a, a, a big old cabinet out of gold, he's trying to say, what? Whatever. Whatever. I got more than enough of this stuff. Come on, people. God did it this way. He didn't say, you know, find the, you know, find the nearest Jerusalem Kmart. We got to be good stewards. He said, you better not bring me nothing but the best. And he told them what the best was. Well, God, we couldn't afford it. What's God going to do about that? Besides kill him. It will not be accepted. Well, God, I could only afford this. He didn't accept that. He said what he wanted. He had to make exactly what he wanted. Laid with gold. I mean, oh, gosh. It, this is, you got to understand the mindset of your father and our lives and how we're to live it. If you're able to... <laughs> Go outside your house and put sheets of gold on your column because it looks cool. You don't care about money. You don't. You don't care about money. Money has nothing on you. Are you going to do that? Empty all your bank accounts and all your savings and beg, borrow, and steal so you can put some diamonds on your fascia in front of your house? Because it looks cool. Think about it. You ain't going to do that. Why won't you do that? I think it'd look cool. I think if these were real diamonds, that'd be cool. They're not, and don't get any weird thoughts trying to get me out there or something. Now think about it. Now, these are little cool things. I like this shirt. It's sort of cool. It looks like little diamonds. Now, they're not. But think of what if they were. I mean, what, how am I going to treat it? Because I'm telling you, that I'm the priest, man, they've been having big old jewels all over. Just big, big, big jewels everywhere. Everything about what God wanted was expensive. What does that say? It says it don't mean a thing. It, it's what he created. And at the, you read the beginning, the you know, of scripture, you, you'll see in Genesis where he talks about this. He talks about, you know, the river, you know, out of the out of Garden of Eden. It goes around um, Avalon, I think it is, and, and it's filled with gold, and the gold is good. Why is he talking about this stuff? Why is he talking about this stuff? It's, if this is not an issue, if it's such an issue with God and God can't stand us to have money and God can't stand us to be rich and God doesn't want us to have these things, why does he do all this? Why is he talking about all this stuff? And why does every one of his people that serve him get rich? If he's so anti this. Do you see what I'm saying? Change our minds. If you can go out and say, you know, it would be cool to put all these diamonds right on their fascia, I'll be a little rapper in my house. 
Talk about chains. I don't need no chains. I put them on my house. I mean, that's, that'd be, you'd be all that then. But you, we, why don't we do that? Because you know they ain't going to last. <laughs> Someone in here is going to come. <laughs> but that's, that, you know that's true, though. That's the only reason why. But wait a minute. What if the diamonds were like sand to you? It wouldn't matter, would it? Nope, it wouldn't. It'd be like, I'll oh, just put some more up. Why? Because you have more than enough. They don't have you. You guys getting this? All right. He said, you got to be obedient. And what happens? The blessings. Can we be obedient to the word of God? Can we be obedient to what he says? Let's be obedient to him. I, I want to first of all say this. Father, I'm going to obey your word and I'm going to be obedient to receive the blessing and walk in it. I'm not going to separate the two people because if I do, I'm not being a good Christian. Does it not say here, if you're obedient, the blessing shall come upon you and overtake you? Does it say that? Yes or no? I'm going to have the expectation of it. I'm going to follow his word. Amen. People that have a problem with and have issues with this are the ones that are having a negative effect of lack. Those are the only people that throw fits at this. They have a negative effect at lack, and they fight for lack. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, does it? But the people that have lack get the maddest. All of us need to become one percenters. Let's move on. If you're willing, obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Amen? The Bible, and God saying, I will bless you and I will give you more than enough. God is trying to get us to understand life. He's not a God of just, I'm, he's just out there to go, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. That's the picture people have in God. God, doesn't, God wants us to enjoy, enjoy life, experience it. Amen. Live life to the fullest. Live up. Amen? Live up. And when we're living this way, listen, the Bible becomes exactly what it is. It's a manual for life. That's what the Bible is. I mean, think about it. Think about it if we got microwave ovens. Now, most of us are smart enough, but let's say you just got one, you never had one before. If you don't read that manual... You're going to be throwing all kinds of stuff in there. And what's going to happen? It's going to blow up, fire. I mean, you're going to burn things down. Won't you? Why? Because you didn't read the manual. Well, that manual's so mean. The manual's just so restrictive. The manual, the manual. And you're burning your house down because you didn't want to read the manual. And all the manual said, thou shalt not put aluminum foil in the microwave. It's so bondage. He doesn't want us to have fun. No, he just told you, don't do this because it's going to hurt you. You guys getting this? There's no common sense. Can not try to rob you? He's trying to protect you. 
third position is the tithe. Oh, no, Pastor, you didn't go there. You didn't go there. Go to Malachi. Oh, no, you didn't go to Malachi. Everybody goes to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. No, you didn't go there. I am going to set you all free. You want to get wet in the shower? I'm telling you right now, this is this is how you get wet in the shower. This is another position. Bring all the ties into the storehouse. People, there are people in here you ain't tithing. And you want the blessings. And you want to walk in the blessings. You want God to do this, God to do that. It ain't going to happen if you're not tithing. Let me help you on the tithe. Let me show you the tithe. This is a tithe. Serious people, you're freaking out. Look, this is much. Okay, this is a tithe. This one's your God. <laughs> Look at all that money. And all I did is give him one. Tens. Hundred dollars here. Look at all those. Watch. That's yours. Look at all those. That's just a tithe. That ain't a thing. You're freaking out about giving something to God, what belongs to Him, so He can give you, redeem all this. All this. All you did is go one and then had a whole bundle on your head. The reason why you can't tithe well, there's all kinds of reasons. But that's all it is. A dime, I don't have a dime. A dime out of the dollar. A dollar out of ten. A ten dollar out of a hundred. It's nothing. But it's everything for the blessing. Everything. Everything. Everything for the blessing. If you can't give the tithe, you're robbing God. You're robbing him. That's what he said. Bring all the tithe in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Bring all the tithe in the storehouse. Verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, how we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're robbing God of his ability to do what? Well, let's hear let me show you what I'll do. I'll open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing. Showers of blessing come upon you that you won't have enough room to contain all the shower. And that's all it is. It's just being faithful to the tin, the tithe. People, the tithe is so precious to God because it's a covenant. If you read the Bible, if you read the Old Testament, all God said is, bring me one, the first lamb. The first lamb. You get the rest. 
Just bring me the first. I'll take that one. The rest is redeemed. Just give me the one. Give me the first one. I'll take that. The rest is redeemed. The rest is blessed. The rest will be increased. All he wants the one. People, Jesus was the tithe. The rest has been redeemed. He was the tithe. Jesus was the tithe. Before they went into the promised land, Jericho was the tithe. God, listen, there's hundreds of cities in the promised land. Hundreds filled with riches. And all he said is, give me Jericho. That's it. Jericho's mine. Tithe is mine. Just give me Jericho. That's it. Just give me Jericho. I get this one. The rest is all yours. Are you serious? I'll give you Jericho. I mean, look at all. Jericho was whatever. It's on. It's right there by the river. I mean, mosquito problems. I mean, it's just not the, it's just whatever. But it's the first. God says, give me the first. Give me the first. And the rest is all yours. You want the blessing, you're going to have to be faithful in the tithe. You don't try it out. You don't try to figure this thing out. I'm telling you right now, you've got to get your attitude straight. You've got to figure out, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to disobey God and his word. I'm not going to rob him of blessing me. I'm not going to rob him. I'm going to be beat into this. I'm going to say, God, every now, every time I get my check, the tithe goes to you. I'm not doing nothing but pulling that tithe out of the way. Now this is my money. This is my money. The reason why you're not is you're looking at everything as your money. That's the only reason why. It's very simple to take care of everything in life, everything by doing this. Everything. Well, if I take this, I can't afford. Now, see, what happened is, is you established the can't afford by you thinking it was all yours. But once you pull that out, you already see what's yours, and now you make decisions. But see, we're not even trained to do that. We're trained to use plastic, where we don't see the decision being made. We don't see the money leaving our hands. And then once it's gone, it's... Why? Because we just... That's why I like my kids that money. Hold money. Why? Because I want them to know. Once they have it, and then they release it, it's gone. They're, whoop, where'd it go? Whoop, it's gone. The car, you don't see that. So what do you do? Get demonic. <laughs> and then they say, pay me. We do it all the time. We're buying things on the tithe. We got Dish Network on the tithe. We got Direct TV on the tithe. We got a car, you know, a car with all the spinners on them with the tithe. Tithe, tithe. Well, that's what we're doing. And then we want to know why am I getting blessed? Why, why? You can't go against God's plan and His word. Just forget the past and do the right thing. From this point on, do the right thing. Do the right thing. If you have to get rid of something, do the right thing, get rid of it, because God can get you 30 of those. I'm telling you right now, I've listen, I've lived this life. I know what I'm talking about. 
I'm telling you right now, I know what I'm talking about. And there are a whole bunch of people in there that can stand up right, right, right here with me and go, he knows what he's talking about because I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I'm guaranteeing you right now. A bunch of people. Tithers can get up and go, we all weren't sure at the beginning. We all aren't sure at the beginning. It was tough. Oh, it's always tough. But it doesn't matter. Becoming a Christian wasn't easy. Living for Jesus hasn't been easy. Has it been, Christian? No. You're going to be attacked. There's always persecution. It's always that way. But it doesn't matter. It's God's word and it works. Just like I got saved. It's God's word and it works. Amen? Filthy lucre. It's just, it's just paper, people. The U.S. government said it's worth something. But one day it could say it's not worth anything anymore. Guess what? <laughs> all you got is paper. You can worship it all you want. That's all it is. That's all it is. Think about it. You got to do the tithe if you want the blessing. Rob God, you don't get the blessing. It's not God's will. It's not God's desire. But he said, how are you robbing me? How are you stopping me from blessing you? You're not giving the tithe. You all with me? you got to give the tithes and offerings. Amen? I just got to get you on the tithe. We'll work on offerings later. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you can't give the tithe, offering don't mean a thing because all you're doing is you know, tipping God. And some of you don't even tip the right way anyway. Just say my All right. Number four, you got to position yourself for a hunger of God's word. Position yourself for a hunger of God's word. Mark was showing us that in Psalms 1. Why don't you go there? You got to get hungry for God's word. Amen. I need someone to gather all this stuff up before my wife gets it. I'm teasing. Don't. No, I don't need you to pick it up. You can just leave it all there. It's pretty. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of godly, ungodly, nor stands under the path of sinners, nor sits seat scornful. Verse 2. The blessed man, the blessed woman, empowered to prosper are those that delight in the word of God. And in the word of God, they meditate day and night. This is how they shall be. Those that meditate on the word day and night, they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It brings forth its fruit in season. Leaf does not wither, and whatever they do, they will. Whatever they do, they will. Whatever they do, they will. So are you trying to tell me there's prosperity is just some places, sometimes? No, it's whatever. And I've already proved the point of why and how come. I've already proved it. For us to make an impact, we're going to have to get in the showers of blessings and we're going to have to start receiving what rightfully belongs to us. And if that takes the blessing, moves us into a bigger job, or the blessing to make the company, you know, just get so much business, it, it doesn't know what to do with itself. Whatever the blessing is going to produce in your life, because we have it and we walk in it and we know it's ours. We see ourselves blessed. I am blessed. 
and I will bless. I am blessed. I will bless. Our whole attitude changes. We're blessing. I'm a blessing. Remember, God said he will give seed to the need. He didn't say that. A lot of you are praying. A lot of you think that's the way God works, and it's totally against his word. He gives seed to the sower. So if you want to increase, you've got to be given. It's a step of faith. It's you saying, all right, God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. Listen, I'm telling you, please believe me. First and foremost, you can't outgive God. Secondly, once you get yourself committed to this, you're going to see everything I'm saying is the truth. It's his word. He does not lie. He doesn't lie. I want you out of debt, out of poverty, out of lack. Our church, and I don't care about numbers. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about our influence, our value of how we are operating in the blessing and the influence we have because of that blessing. Growth is an automatic. Growth is coming. Growth has been happening. But what I'm talking about is the ability to take care of growth, the ability to take care of things that we need to be taking care of as a ministry. For too long, we've been trying to satisfy a debt. We've got a comfy building. We're not next to a bar anymore. There's no more perm smell in my office. We don't have drunks running around our church buildings and screaming and cursing and, and, and stuff like that. We don't have drunks, you know, right during church service, taking a PP right next to the kids' room. Ugly, gross things happened over there. But we kept standing in faith, kept believing, and we came here. Focus was wrong. The focus has been just to focus in on the dead here and this nice church here and all. And and that's my bad, but that's my past. I don't walk in that any longer. Now's the 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 expectation of the great, wide open, spread the tent out future that belongs to me in this church. That's already been settled. That's a done deal. That happened before the um, anniversary celebration. But I need you to understand that this ain't the mindset. The mindset now is more than enough being able to be an influence and impact in our state and our nation and the world. So if it's going to take another thousand, another ten thousand, whatever. But all I know is I'm not making that excuse. If we have to do it here, we have to do it. So you just better get your attitude straight and become a millionaire. Quit messing around. Why not you? What, you're not the blessed? Why not you? Why not? See, this becomes so far out to where like, oh, come on, Baz, you don't know. You know, I just do this. No, you're the blessed. What was Jacob doing? If I remember right, he wasn't CEOing. He was shepherding. Don't make an excuse. The blessing. Whatever you're doing, whatever your job title is, recognize that it can't 
hold back the blessing. It can't. If you believe this, hallelujah. He says, you got a hunger for the word of God and you'll prosper in everything you do. Are you all with me on this? All right, number five. Position, and this is so dear to my heart, and it has been for a long time, but it's some, it, it, it was a dream unfulfilled, out of reach for so long. But that is not going to be any longer the case. And that is the position of regard for the weak. A position of regard for the weak. Years and years ago, I mean, my wife and I have talked about this, I mean, years ago, about wanting to be, wanting to have a house for, for, for teenage girls that are, that are being hurt or, or got pregnant or whatever, being able to have, being able to be an influence of impact in people's lives and, and being able to, to, to influence uh, orphanages. I don't want to be paying an orphanage. I want my own orphanage. No, I thank God for those who are doing it, but I want my own. I want my own house for, for, for women that are being hurt. I want my own house. Why? Because it's already been my dream. Why can't I have my dream fulfilled? Well, someone else is doing it. I don't care. I'll be a blessing to them. And so for what I should have. I should already have this. Period. But see, these things get put on the back burner. I'm not going to accept that any longer. I'm going to have them. And some of you are going to start recognizing your responsibility. And, and actually, I have eight points, but the eight point is for the whole month of January. I'm talking about seven points tonight, but there's an eighth point. And the eighth point is probably one of the most important. That is this. If you're not involved in church, you ain't getting nothing anyway because everything's about the church. You can try to excuse this off all you want, but the whole thing about us being here is for the work of the ministry. And I'll teach that all on January, okay? But right now we're focusing on this. But the thing that you need to understand is, is, is that I've got to get maturity growing in people. I've got to get people starting to realize responsibility, being faithful in the small things, growing up in the word and everything so I can place you in those positions, so I can have someone over an orphanage, so I can have someone living that's called, that has the anointing and the heart to be able to help these type of women, these type of teenagers, to be able to have that impact in their lives, to be a hands of Love Life Church. And all we do is throw cash at you. But it's our ministry. Why not? Why not? I already got robbed before, and I can't stand it, and I hate it. We had an impacting bus ministry that impacted thousands. But money. Got to have new buses. You got to have buses with air conditioning. Money, 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 money. Stop the ministry. Our old buses started breaking down. We had kids like heat stroke. Had to shut it down. What shut it down? Money. Money. And I could ask right now, okay, we need it. We need a raise. Uh, we'll start out with three buses. We need three buses, probably about 140,000. Let's do it right now. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. 
So if you want to, I don't need to invest ministry. Why don't you start giving? Got all these people want to sit there and, hey, you don't do this, you don't do this. And I'll pull up your giving record. We'll talk some trash then. All you want to talk to your evil mouth and get your little evil people together. Why don't you give then? Why are you in debt? Why are you always running from bankruptcy to bankruptcy, poverty to poverty? You want to talk trash to me? I'm the one that's been living the life at level because I'm a giver and I have stopped giving. I'm not the cause of not having no bus. Put up your dues, put up your dues. No, I take responsibility. No, I'll take responsibility. No, I have no problem. I'll take responsibility. I'll, I'll take responsibility for not being overly aggressive back then when we started losing something that I should have kept. And I should have just did some way to fight whatever it took to maybe just get one bus. So I'll take responsibility. But that was the past. That was the past. And it happened no more. I'm having my orphanages. I'm having my houses. Do you understand that? I'm having those things. That's what this church is about. That's what Love Life Church is about. We're going to have, have the ministry for, for those kids that are temporarily affected by the, the, the I can't stand, talk about the different things and the different uh, uh, mind issues and the issues of, uh, of, of the enemy's sicknesses and diseases that he's placed on young kids. But if we don't have a word, a faith center that's speaking life into children and being able to have schools for dis, uh, kids with disabilities, then we're not doing what we're called to do because that's what I'm called to do. What's it take? That's it. No, it don't take people. It takes just this. That's all, just this. Money. That's it, just money. Are you going to try to fight for your debt mindset, your poverty mindset, or are you going to start realizing the responsibility to become rich so we can start doing this stuff? So we start buying the buildings and start doing what's necessary, start paying the people to run the things so we can make an impact in this world for the cause of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to take money. It's going to take sowing. It's going to take giving. We've got to start sowing and being a blessing. Start giving into the kingdom. Giving into good ground. Not holding back, but going, God, I'm going to give. I'm going to be a blessing. 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 And start being this way. Quit messing around. Have an attitude of giving. A heart of giving. Blessing. Blessing, blessing, increase, and the showers of God's blessing are going to come all over us. And we're going to be givers, and we're going to be able to sow, and we're going to give an increase, an increase, because we're realizing what the Word of God says. Give in the good ground, and it will bring back 30, 60, and 100-fold. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Most people don't get it. We have to have a position of regard for the weak. Psalms 41. Got to get involved in that anointing.
Hallelujah. Blessed is he who considers the poor. Blessed is he who contends for the weak. Are you all with me? Blessed is he who helps the helpless or the powerless. This is not talking about giving $5 to the drunk on Grand Avenue so he can get more alcohol. That's not what that's talking about. You understand what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with it. That's a religious mindset. Make sure you give the guy some money so he can get some more crack. Give him some more money so he can buy some more cigarettes. Give him some more money so he can buy some more alcohol. That ain't giving to the poor. That's being destructive by religious attitudes and actions. This is about helping the helpless. Man, when a person, when a child doesn't have a mom or dad, when a child's in a position, what are we going to do? Things got to change. We've got to break out of our mindset of, of just me and, you know, me and us four no more to an attitude of I'm going to break free and I'm going to give and I'm going to be a giver and I'm not going to stop giving and I'm going to make sure that I'm able to do what God's called me to do and that is represent him and he is a giver. And since he's a giver, I'm a giver and I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were. This is our responsibility. I take responsibility. Does Love Like Church take responsibility with me? We're going to do this? Oh, it's not hard. It's ours. Grow up, church. I need you to grow up. I need you to start maturing. I need you to start recognizing responsibility to shore up your lives, quit, quit being the gossipers, quit being the you know, backbiters, quit being people that are just easy to run for strife. To th- start cleaning house in your life and take responsibility to see God's anointing rise up within you and that, that calling and giftings to start growing in you. So where we come to church, we can count on you being here and not having the same person have to do the ministry, eat every service because you can't be faithful to show up. Oh, I'm doing January service. It's time to grow up. Trying to be faithful. So that we can see that you're accountable, that you see that you're faithful. See that you're loyal to your call. See that you're loyal to be there and be, be a person that we can count on. Then when I need to open up a house and I got to pay someone 100,000 years to run it. I can point to you now because you need a job and you're needy and you have to have. You ain't getting nothing but because you're faithful in the kingdom of God and you're faithful and you're, it can count on you and you're always there and you're mature. You're not a backbiter or a gossiper. You're mature in your walk. Oh, you're not perfect, but you're faithful and you're a person of loyalty and honor. And you're doing your very best to do God's will and you're doing your very best to stay on track. I didn't say you're perfect, but your heart and your attitude is. Amen? Y'all hear me? Maybe it's 120,000 a year. It's kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. I don't believe God that for me. Okay. Are you hearing? That's what this is about. Position, regard for the weak. Change our attitudes, right? Amen. We ought not to hear any sighs, any, oh, 
when we say time missions offering. Time for alms. This church attitude is never going to be the same again. We should be, we should be going, how come, how come you're not asking every week? How come, how come? We need to be passionate about giving. You're not losing anything. Change this attitude. God's going to have to get the sales going. You, you, you're giving too much. God's like, oh my, I gotta get them more. I gotta get more commission sales. I gotta get more. I gotta give them a raise. I gotta give them bonuses. I gotta get, uh, this job ain't paying enough. I gotta give them more. I gotta bless this job. I gotta bless this. I'm telling you, this is how God's waiting to explode on this church. Oh man. Do you guys, are you guys getting it? Are you seeing it? Parents, are you getting this because your kids gotta learn this stuff? They gotta see this. All they've been seeing is we can't, we can't afford, we're never gonna get do this, can't do this. I don't know what. And they're, all they're hearing is like, 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 like. In church, we're going, God is good, God provides. But out there, that's just the past. Number six, position in reverencing of God position of reverencing God. In the Bible, it's translated fear God. We all know it doesn't mean God. God's coming hide. Oh, wait a minute. When did that happen? Adam and Eve. See? Did God know they sinned? Yep. Did God know they broke covenant? With him? Yep. Huh. Interesting. Then why didn't God come down screaming and yelling and cursing? Hmm. If I remember right, his words were, where are you guys at? Not you evil, no good sinners. Not how dare you do something against my word, my will. You better run and hide. Because I'm going to kill you. We didn't hear that. We heard. Where are you guys at? Came to walk in the cool of the day? I know my God. And what do I know about my God? I know he knew they sinned. He already knew they went to the devil. And gave up everything. And he came walking in the cool of the day. So what was he doing? Rushing from heaven to get down with his lightning bolts? Pulling his holy belt off? No. Comes down normal. Takes his time. Hey, where are you guys at? Oh, we hit ourselves because the fear of God is in us. And that's what the world and religion has been teaching ever since. And the only reason why people hide in fear is because of religion and sin. Not because of relationship. Not because of true Christian faith. We don't have fear of God. We have reverence, respect, and honor to our Father. And reverence and respect is to understand that He is God. And in that position, it's my responsibility to make sure that I, my life is focused in on pleasing him. Doing what he wants me to do. 
Amen? Filling his will for my life. That's reverencing. That's the fear of God. Not, oh, if I make a mistake, he's going to kill me. That's religious teaching, not biblical teaching. Amen? The worst sin ever committed was the one in Genesis chapter 3. You all with me? That was the worst. That's what put us in the position we're in to where we had to receive. That's what brought Jesus down here. You guys getting this? The worst of the worst. Wouldn't that be the perfect picture for God to just really rip their heads off and skin them alive? Or to come down with thunder. I mean, that's gross. But I mean... (laughs) come down with with you know with with just a, 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 a fury and just pow pow but he didn't do it that way man man oh man oh man Psalms one twelve thank you Jesus thank you Lord Follow the leading of the Spirit of God, people. Follow the leading of the Spirit of God. Psalms 112, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman who reverences the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman who reverences the Lord. The Lord. Man. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Believe in Jesus, you shall be. Believe in Jesus, you shall be. Believe in Jesus, you shall be. Be blessed and you will be. Same thing. Same thing. Wait, you're going to go against the word? You, if you, want to, you, you want to go against it, rip this stuff out, they're going to have to rip out the other part too. You're going to have to rip out the third day stuff because it's in the Bible. The Bible says, call in the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. We might as well just rip that out. You know, because we received Jesus, I didn't, I didn't become perfect right away. People still didn't like me. People still hated me. I received Jesus. I didn't go to heaven right away. Same problems, same issues. What happened? It doesn't work. It's not rude. Rip it out. Rip it out. That's what we do on this one. Why not on the salvation one? Why aren't we going to do that? These are questions you've got to ask yourself. These are what I did. Same exact thing. Well, my goodness, if all this stuff is, is, is right and true and, and, and this is the word, then what's this other stuff? Why is this stuff not for today and this doesn't mean what it says and this? Then why does the salvation one? Why does that mean what it says? That was 2,000 years ago as well. Why does, that, why does that still work? How does come of that works now? People, religion's blinded people for way too long. 
and it'll continue as far as what the scripture shows it will. And it'll continue to increase and continue to produce a tickling ear effect in carnal man. But those that stand up and start believing this stuff are the ones that are going to be mighty on this earth in the end times. Amen? I want to be impacting, influencing, and just making a punch into this world system with the goodness of God until the rapture comes. Amen? Let's do it. Amen? Number seven, the position of unity. Position of unity. Psalms 133. You need, we need one of those cell phone jammers. You know, you put the cell phone jammer and, and for, you know, I don't know how many yards. Oh, dude, that would be great. I might invest in one. You guys come in with your iPads like, it's, it's not working. Because we got a microwave. <laughs> That'll stop it right now. Huh. Psalms 133. Verse 1, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. Unity is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. Unity, people, will produce the blessing. Unity. We become unified. We become focused in God's call and plan in our lives. And the blessing is going to come upon us. We are in position of the shower, and we will be blessed. But you're going to have to get rid of strife. Amen? Listen to me. Strife has to go. Look up the word strife in the concordance, and you're going to not see one thing good about it. It brings death, destruction, sickness, disease, poverty. Strife will do nothing but destroy you. It brings division. It brings a position that God says, I hate that type of person. And that's not what you want to be to get in the shower with God. Amen? You don't want to be someone that's causing strife, causing divisions. You don't want to be that person. So whoever, whatever you're dealing with, you've got to drive strife out of your life. No more strife allowed. Unity. Doesn't mean you have to agree with every single thing that's said or everything that takes place or agree with everything, how everything's done. You're just not living a disagreeable life. There's nothing wrong with going, well, I don't necessarily agree with that. But with the mature attitude, that's as far as it goes. It doesn't go where, I don't agree with that. Let me find some other people I can get to divide and conquer with me because we don't agree with it together. (laughs) That's how you look in the spiritual realm, by the way. Because I can guarantee you, there ain't no Holy Spirit anywhere near you with that attitude. None. And if you think that that type of lifestyle is acceptable by God... You don't know the Bible. 
And I don't care if you have a, a, a doctorate in front of your name, a pastor in front of your name, or Deacon Bob in front of your name. I don't care what's in front of your name. You don't know the Bible. And if you think you can divide and conquer and attack, you're an immature Christian, a carnal one. Unity is the key to success. Amen? Unity. Well, I guess service is over. <laughs> That's the nursery workers going, sorry, the naps are naps. No. No, they're not. Everything about unity, God connects with blessing, prosperity, and being able to accomplish anything and everything. Isn't that awesome? Anything and everything. Unity. So when we drive strife out and we make sure we're not carrying attitudes like you guys over here are over there because there's someone over here, you got to get rid of strife. You got to get rid of strife. Now, listen, I'm not demanding that everybody become buddies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just don't have strife. Some people just ain't going to hang together. I understand that. Some of you I would never want to hang out with. Not because you're bad people. It's just I, don't, I wouldn't want to do what you like to do. We don't get, that doesn't jive with me. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean I don't want to be a brother or a sister. Well, I don't want to be a sister to you, but a brother to you. You know what I'm saying? It's just we don't have that type of, of connection, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't mean we have to have strife now. And, right? Do you see what I'm saying? It just, it's fine. The thing is, is, is we have a responsibility. And our responsibility is make sure we follow through and fulfill what we're, we're supposed to be doing. And, and, if, and, and if we're all focused in on that, nothing's impossible. Nothing will be impossible for us. But we're all going to have to get on the same page. Don't worry about the ones that, that, that don't, that just want to, you know... Every church has got them. Ultimately, God will get them out. It always works with me. I've always believed God. I'm serious. I've trusted him. I always believe in him. Sometimes I keep them longer here than I want them. But (laughs) truth is, ultimately, ultimately, it's a blessing. And there are some that have left that shouldn't have left. But it doesn't matter point is, is we're called to do what we're called to do. Every church is a church, and every church has poop in it. That's the truth. Do you hear what I'm saying? And the point is, is it's our responsibility to be poop cleaners. That's biblical, by the way. I'm just teaching Bible right now. When the ox is in the stall, you're going to have to clean it. Get rid of the ox. No more cleaning. So the only way I'm going to have a clean, no-poop church is for everybody to go. And just me being here. But people are people. So we got to deal with the ones that are immature, the ones that are aren't. But it doesn't mean we have to deal with the allow the devil ones to stay in. And we don't have any devil ones. We have, but we don't anymore. The point of the matter is, is God's doing a great thing in this church. And this church is growing and increasing, and God's going to produce even greater, greater results 
2012, beyond your, beyond your ability to even recognize. I'm telling you right now, it's, it is, it's a beautiful thing. And we're all going to experience everything's necessary for that growth. So your expectation has got to be up higher in every one of your lives. Your commitment level's got to be higher, everything in here. Listen, you don't lose a thing. You don't lose family. You don't lose job. You don't lose nothing. You have increase, 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 increase. And that's what God's going to do in your life. I promise you that. I guarantee you that. The word of the Lord is the showers of blessings are going to pour out on this church for the year 2012. I believe we've got the positions necessary to get in this. And you might be hitting all. They, they might be perfect. You're like going, I got them all. Hey, praise God. You might be going, wow, I'm missing here, I'm missing there. All you do is fix it. That's it. Just fix it. Take the step forward. All, everything about God is about an attitude of heart. I have never said, well, if you love God's word and position yourself of hunger for God's word, you must read one hour a day. I didn't say that. Did you hear me say that? Did I say any time limit whatsoever? No. Why? Because it said meditate. Now, yeah, you, gotta, you, you need to read the Bible. You need to open up and read it. But the whole principle is about meditating. Getting the word in you and allowing the word to work in you. That's, that's the key right there. Reading the Bible every day for an hour will not do a thing at all if it isn't inside you. It's fine to read. I mean, if you want to read something, read the Bible. But if you think that's going to change you, it ain't. Putting it to work is what changes you. I'd lie to you if I said, you start reading the Bible every day, it'll change it. That's a lie. That's a religious lie, and it's a religious comment for the pastor to get rid of you. Just read the Bible more. I'm telling you right now. Or this one. Just pray more. It's totally unscriptural. It, it, completely unscriptural. As a matter of fact, that's leaning toward Phariseeism. I just made up a word. <laughs> Phariseeism. That might not even be a word, but it sounds great. I'm going to use it. Phariseeism. That's what it is. You're going to get God to do something by praying longer. I'm telling you right now. There, there, you want to get God to do something? Believe. I mean, that could take one second. Right? Oh, please. I'm making it very simple for you all here. All right? I'm, I'm clearing out this thing. Hey, you want to pray long? Go for it. You want to read long time? Go for it. That, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, if you're thinking that's what produces it, you're wrong, sister, brother. Or brother, sister. I'm telling you right now, you better start being free. Get that word working in you, and that's how it works. Meditate on the word day and night. What, is it, what does that mean? Think about it. God is good. The Bible says he's good. I meditate on that day and night. I'm going to be successful and prosper. What I put my hand to? God is good. I'm blessed of the Lord. I'm blessed coming in, blessed coming out. What am I doing? Meditating on the word. I'm meditating on the word. I'm a giver. I'm nothing. No one can hold me back from giving. I'm a giver. So I'm going to give. And as long as I give, as long as I focus in on giving, why? The word of God says give, and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. What am I doing? I'm, I'm doing exactly what the word of God says. I'm doing exactly what God's word says. I'm believing what God's word says. I'm meditating on the word. What does that mean? I'm going to prosper in everything I do. Everything I do, whatever I put my hand to, I will prosper in. Everything. Please get hold of this. 
Please understand this. This is about you getting increase in your life. This is about you having more than enough. This is about you. Be, this is about us as a church to be able to say what is it? What is needed to send these mission people into the missions field? What is needed for this to take place in our lives? What is needed for our church to do this? Okay, what is it? Twenty thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand. What is needed? Okay, this is what's needed. This is what we need to impact the world. Impact. This is what we're needed to minister the gospel. This is what's needed to be an influence in this world. This is what's needed, and then we hear the need, and we meet the need. That is the kingdom of God. That is God, God, all over God. You can't deny it. No more do we see ourselves other than what the word demands. I'm walking in the blessing. I'm walking in more than enough. I am going to live this life. You're going to live this life. We are going to be walking wet everywhere we go. Everywhere you go. Listen, we look at all that in the natural, but in the spiritual, we've got wet heads. We're all just wet. We're just sopping. <laughs> showers all over. Everywhere we go, we're showers. We're going to be smiling and laughing because we know we're soaking wet. When the boss says, oh, by the way, you know, I don't tell anybody, but um, we're going to give you a raise. You just sit there and go, you, you, you're just all wet. And you're smiling. I'm just, I'm just I'm soaking right now. No, 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 no. Don't do that. All I know is, is attitudes and recognition is what's going to change us. Our attitude is the past, the past. We all can look back and go, yeah, I did that. I did that. Hey, whatever. It's the past. It will no longer affect my future. 2012 is brand new. This is a brand new year. Amen. 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 Brand new year. Okay, it's 8.30, 9.30, Don't freak out on me. Freak out. Thank you, Father. Let me hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart about. If you're being led by the Spirit of God to do something, you just do what, you, what the Lord is speaking to your heart to do. Please follow through with the Lord speaking to your heart about what have we been teaching about? I, I have to do this real quick. The Lord's speaking to people's heart to give. But, but, but was it about giving or was it about the increase? See, that's what I need you to understand. I don't want to get... I don't want us to get... Missing what the Spirit of God, the moving is. I appreciate the heart and the moving of acting on the giving. But what is the, what's the message about? The message is about increase in our homes, increase in our lives. So uh, this is what the Holy Spirit's telling me. Don't lose the move by just doing this and then going back because the going back is what the anointing is, it's the ministry. The expectation of increase in your life, in your house, that is the key. It's been the flow of the Spirit. This is what God's been talking about. Has he not? This is where we rely on what God wants to do in your life. Amen? And just follow your leading on the Holy Spirit. If you have 
If you're dealing with in your heart, you know you're dealing with strife with someone. And listen, they, they probably even deserve it. But it's robbing you. And it's opening the door to things that you ought not to have in your life. The anger and pride and, and, and all the things that, that, that strife produces. Hatred, perversion, anxiety. You've got to get strife out. Amen? So we don't, we don't want strife in our, home, in our lives. No strife at all. We've we got to deal with this. What we're going to do is, is, is we're going we're gonna to make a, a, a plea call to God. Listen, strife is a, strife is, is a, it's a, sometimes a difficult situation because we want it out, but our soul and where, where it hangs out has been affected so much that the releasing of strife and the memory of the strife sometimes reproduces itself, even though we're wanting it out. So what we need is, we need help from our Father. So I'm gonna I'm gonna believe God for. Oh yes, Father, I will. I'm also gonna pray a blessing over us, from the Word of God. Woo! All right. First of all, let's deal with strife. If you got strife in your heart, we gotta get rid of it now. Stand up. Strife in your heart. <clears throat> Strife is not necessarily unforgiveness, so you got to let go of unforgiveness. It's not necessarily unforgiveness. This is more of a, you have this reaction toward a situation, and it's more of an aggressive nature. Yeah, um, you, you, can, you can have unforgiveness and, and, and just hold yourself or, or whatever, but strife has a tendency, you're more active in attacking. You know, marriages go through this, strife and attack. Uh, teens, parents, attack. Strife's more of that type of thing, right? It, there's more of an aggressive... Uh, do you guys follow me on this? Okay, and you guys understand what I'm talking about. But we're going to be free from it. Because it, 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 it's, first of all, it's something that's not of God. And it's an antagonist, antagonistic attack from the enemy in your life. Don't you correct me when I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can correct me anytime you want when I'm saying it wrong. But I make up my own words, by the way. (laughs) So what you're going to do is lift your hands right now. Say this with me. Father, first of all, I love you. And I thank you for loving me. And you first loved me. So you really care about me. So I'm going to do what the word says. Strife is in my life. I want it out. It is a care that's hurting me. And you said, cast all my care to you. This strife, I'm going to cast to you. And I'm going to thank you for delivering me setting me free from the effects of this ugly thing. You'll produce healing in my life to be free from the effects of strife. I will have strength and boldness to walk free from any strife. 
from this point forward. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release this strife. It is released to you by faith. And I thank you for your touch on my life. Right now, I'm free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! I hope I wrote. Everybody stand up. My last proving point. Let me, tell you, let me show you this. I'm going to read this, but I want, I, want, I want to show you. The Lord spoke to Moses. God spoke to Moses, and he said this. Moses, speak to Aaron and your sons. Okay, the, speak to the priests. Okay? Speak to the, to the spiritual heads. This saying, say this. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. And you shall say this to them. The Lord, speaking to Moses, Moses, tell the priests, tell the spiritual authorities of Israel, you're going to bless them. And this is what you're going to say. God telling him what to say. Ready? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, that he'll be gracious to you. That's favor. That's supernatural favor. That the Lord will lift you up in his countenance upon you and give you nothing missing and nothing broken, prospering in everything you do. Now, that's what he said to speak the blessing in our lives. But I want you to pay attention to this. Watch this. The Lord said to Moses, say this. The Lord bless you and keep you. Do you understand what he did? He literally went singular in the blessing. He didn't say, speak to the children of Israel. And why? Because notice here. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. See, if he wanted this to be a them, he would have said it in the whole thing. But he went to a singular communication. So when the blessing goes forth, each person singularly accepts it. That's what you have to, it's your responsibility. See, they did their responsibility. We are to speak to you. You are to receive it. Uh, that's just good. That's just good. That's got good all over it. And God all over it. Ready? Father, I thank you for the word tonight. I thank you for the new year before us. I thank you for the excitement and passion that you're placing in our lives. And that January and the clarifying and the picture of the vision will be produced in such a way that the people will be able to run with it with ease. 
I thank you, Lord, that you are bringing forward a group of people, 500 new members that are going to join themselves with us, that will have hunger and passion, a drive to do the work of the Lord. Father, I thank you for a, a, a Spanish church that will be filled with, with hunger and excitement and, and, and a drive to impact in that area of influence. We are believing, Father, for great and mighty things that will take place in Love Life Church, in your people, walking in your covenant, in your blessing. This is your will, and this is exactly what we will do. Obey your will. We will rise up. We will never be the same. We will walk in the understanding of the blessing greater than we have ever done it before. We are going to see ourselves blessed from this point forward. And that not only will we see it, but we will communicate it from our heart. And we will hear it in our meditation. And we will continue.